this life is a game and built into this game called life is difficulty and tragedy. And we have an opponent in this game called life who one of his goals is to trash talk so that he shakes people off of their game. Part of that is putting thoughts into people's heads and making them believe that they're their own thoughts. If you start to clean up your thoughts, then you're gonna have a great life. That's character coach Emmanuel Anime with a mission to help people stay strong, stable, and hopeful, even in the darkest of times. Emmanuel uses mindfulness and intentional character development to help people defend their joy and succeed in this game we call life. This minimalist wants more. Welcome to the Enoughism Podcast. I'm Reverend Eugen Bond, a metaphysical author and energy worker. This show challenges greater perceptions of mindfulness, meditation, and minimalism. Come along with me as I interview people from all around the world about what it means to have enough already. Find me on social media at I Am Enoughism. Enjoy the show. Emmanuel Noble Enemy. Thank you so much for joining us. Greetings, greetings. I am happy to be here, ma'am. And where, where are you located? I'm currently located inside of a house. I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Zagreb, Croatia. All right, excellent. Tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to join the show today. Actually, can I ask you a quick question? Mindfulness. What exactly yes. do you mean when you say mindfulness? Like, what does that mean to you? Yes, that's a wonderful question. So for me, mindfulness means going inward and not being afraid to go inward, not being afraid to sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts. We are so distracted right now. It's really hard to do anything without something pinging, beeping, making noise, sending us news. And, you know, the news now, everything is so negative. It's meant to elicit a reaction in you that makes you feel sad. So it's about being able to kind of separate yourself out from all of that and feel okay and feel empowered and feel like you have the authority and the responsibility within yourself to, to act on what you want to act on. So to shape your life, to create your life, to design your life and make hard choices and to be able to really think about, okay, like where, I, where am I now and where do I want to be and what do I need to get there? And then what can I kind of trust the universe with to kind of help me fill in the gaps? And that's a hard thing to do, depending on where you are in your life. But I think everyone can get there and we can all kind of work on ourselves together. Okay, so let me see if I can boil down the essence of what you said. It's, it's basically going into your mental space and finding out what's in there what you want to keep in there and how to use those things to move forward. That's it. Okay. All right. That is my work <laughs> is to help people defend their joy. And so there are many things in this life that will act to overwhelm a person's mind and steal their joy. So maybe that'd be you're watching something on the news and 
maybe the broadcast is coming off as fear, 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 fear. And so now that is those seeds of fear have entered into a person's mind. And depending on their susceptibility to that, then those thoughts of fear, that seed can now replicate and grow, gain momentum to the point where a person can go crazy because of this overwhelming fear. And so it comes down to, well, one practical thing that I tell people is at this point in time, turn off the news. Right. Because it's a battlefield of the mind going through this life. And so if you're not fully equipped for battle, then it's, it's wise to step back and say, okay, I can't take that in right now because it's just, it's too many rounds going off on the battlefield. And so it's like, okay, let me step back and, and keep these things from entering into my mind because every time I get a new thought of fear, it makes me go down this uh, dark path or this, this path of extreme worry. And so that's one practical thing that I provide to people. And I was talking to this one young man, a podcast I did maybe a week or two ago, and he was talking about when he goes on Twitter, there's things always turn into this heated debate. And my advice is don't go on Twitter. And the reason why I say that is because it's very easy to get sucked into a debate. It is in in a debate that, that is not necessarily productive or it's not obviously productive because what you went into the debate for is not the thing that you should have gone into the debate for and so yeah it comes down to a matter of if I do need to have a disagreement with someone I need to have the proper tools in place to be able to and the proper fundamentals in place to be able to have a disagreement And one of those is forgiveness, because sometimes you're going to enter into a debate and somebody's going to be throwing shots at you, like at you personally to to get you fired up to the point where it turns into a conflict. And because it's like, hey, I want to poke your buttons. And so if a person is not ready to forgive when such a thing happens, then the situation is just going to escalate. Yeah. And I, I find this interesting because what you're essentially doing is helping people change their habits and change their lifestyles. And really it's all stuff that will make your mind and your emotional health and your mental health better. Do you find that people are resistant to that? Because They like, not that they enjoy the comfort of that Twitter debate or they enjoy the comfort of, or the familiarity of having to defend themselves, you know, because you're, you're, then you're involved. Like it's about you all of a sudden and it it becomes difficult to kind of turn it off because people are attacking you essentially. So do I find that people are resistant to the message that I'm putting out in regards to like, Hey, turn up the news for now. Uh, Don't go on Twitter. Yeah, because it can be so easy to kind of get sucked back into it. I would say that now 
people are not resistant. Previously, people were because the message came out in a different way, which, which is the gospel message. And so it's like, basically, hey, this time tested wisdom, but it's like, hey, this is what's helped me. And I see why it's helped me because like, for example, going on to Twitter and having uh, some sort of exchange with someone who has opposing views to me. Now that I know, hey, practice forgiveness, then if someone um, takes a shot at me, then I'm going to forgive them. Number two, learn time-tested patience when having a conversation. And that waxes and wanes, but it's getting better and better over time. But it comes down to, well, what is that person really saying? Like, what yeah. is... Like, and where does what? it come from? Like, what's yeah. the root of it? Right. And so that's another thing. It's like, okay, understanding that person's why. And other things like practicing grace and mercy. So maybe somebody takes a shot at me in a conversation, but I extend kindness to them or a well-placed strategic joke that helps de-escalate a situation. Yeah. Um, You're or, changing the energy. You're or, transforming yeah. it from hostile to kind because you're recognizing it's it's where the hostility comes from. Like it has nothing to do with you. It's it's more of like an emotion that's just kind of bubbling up inside of someone and they need to get it out somehow. And then that's the other thing. It's like, man, who knows what sort of trauma this person has experienced yeah. in their life. And so it's like, okay, this could easily be coming from a, a place of trauma. Be mindful in discussions and practice being slow to speak and respond right yeah and I like that you say practice because that's really what it is it's about practicing (laughs) yeah 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 indeed and so this is what I've been what I've been doing and so this way I'm more able to understand how to communicate with more and more people and to communicate that message of mindfulness, like, hey, the thoughts in your head, those things can be causing you serious real life problems to being distracted in the workplace, to being distracted in your relationship, in your home life, anxiety that won't let you fall asleep at night because you're worried about the future. It's affecting a person's cooking skills. Like, for for example, (laughs) I mean, one thing that I've battled with is being a perfectionist, trying to get things just right. It's like, or trying to avoid messing something up. I was able to examine that issue. It's like, okay, that's one of the reasons why I was a perfectionist, because it's like, I'm trying to avoid messing things up. Because I tied my personal worth to the work that I did 
whether that be cleaning the home or sending an email or cooking an apple strudel. And so it's because it's like, if it, it, this was in my mind, it's like, if I mess this up, then somebody's going to see this and then they're going to look at me as if I messed up. And so it's taking some training to separate myself from the work that I do or the things that I create or the things that I put out. And so part of that also involved me doing things to improve my overall self-work. So in, increasing in courage, increasing in patience, increasing in uh, gentleness, kindness, increasing in humor, because that's important because as one gentleman once told me, laughter shortens the distance between people. And so being able to connect with people more has increased my overall self-worth in a sense. And so just multiple things, getting better at planning, overcoming procrastination. And so the goal or one of the goals being this, that a person gets their self-worth improved so much that you can drop them in any environment and they'll be stable and peaceful to be around. And so it's like any environment. And so that's the goal. And that's when a person can step back and say, hey, I have my self-worth. Maybe I messed that up. I've developed persistence, tenacity. I have overcome self-guilt and condemnation. I'm not beating myself over the head whenever I mess up. The process also involves mindfulness. This is when a person can start to feel more confident about their daily walk or even apply to taking a nap because sometimes because of anxiety, being worried about the future, I found myself unable to fall asleep. And so it's constant work, constant uh, perfection, constant mindfulness to know, okay, what's going on in my head? Where did, where are these thoughts coming from? And how do I dismantle them? And what new beliefs do I put in place so I can start operating or thinking based on those new beliefs? And then one thing that I will add is I may mention of where are these thoughts coming from? So I'll speak in a parable. This life is a game and built into this game called life is difficulty and tragedy. And we have an opponent in this game called life who one of his goals is to trash talk so that he shakes people off of their game. Part of that is putting thoughts into people's heads and making them believe that they're their own thoughts. And so sometimes he does that by directly putting them into a person's head or they come from an outside source. Where did that thought come from? Or why did that person say that? Was that them who said that? Were they influenced to say that by the opponent? So the opponent could then affect my mood, affect my state of mind. So then this way, 
he can get you down into worry and fear and, and rage and uncontrollable anger. Then once he gets you there, then he'll continue to kick you because he wants to keep you there because he knows that if you start to clean up your internal environment, if you start to clean up your thoughts, then you're going to have a great life. It's like, once you clean up that internal environment and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to have fear. Or I'm not going to uh, keep pushing this off, this task off. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be gentle and kind. I'm going to walk away if the situation gets too hot. Yeah, I mean, there's such a liberation, even in realizing that what someone is saying you know, like thinking about where it comes from and why they're saying that, because what that really forces you to do is to be in the moment at any given time, especially in the moment during a really heated conversation or a conversation where you should be angry, maybe by default, but you're not because you're able to really listen and then just kind of take it in for what it is or for what it's not. There's a power in that. Yeah. Yeah. And practice makes perfect. These fundamentals, these tools help you stay in the moment. And one of the things that, that helps me is pausing when I speak, because it comes down to a matter of, well, let me think, what, what do I need to respond with? Another practical thing that people can do is if it's your loved one, someone that you know, write first, like write out your thoughts and find out, well, what? Why are we having attention right now? Why do I feel tension or anger or bitterness towards this person? So write out to try and find out what's going on. Are we even on the same page? Because sometimes you're talking about apples, they're talking about oranges, but you both think you're talking about pomegranates. And so it comes down to a matter of like, sometimes you can ask a person, is there maybe a different word that you want to use depending on the nature of the discussion? And so that's one of the reasons why I asked for some clarification on what do you mean by mindfulness? So this way to make sure that we are talking on the relatively same level about the same topic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Emmanuel Noble and MA, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your thoughts. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Congratulations. You've reached the end of the Enoughism podcast. Show some love if you'd like by subscribing and leaving a review. If you wish to support the show, you can download the Enoughism ebook now available on Amazon by visiting IamEnoughism.com. Make a Venmo donation if you like at Enoughism. Questions or comments? Want to be a guest on the show? Drop me a note at enoughismpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Reverend Eugen Bond. Remember, we are all enough just the way we are. See you next time.